It's the third and long podcast. Welcome everybody, I'm Tommy Krabs, here with my co-host Chase Boogie. And Chase, it's been, I think, two days since our last podcast, and there's already been more news. NFL news. Yeah, man, it's exciting. First couple days of the offseason, for sure. For real. So why don't we just get right to it, break down this news. Um, The Baltimore Ravens and Denver Broncos have agreed to trade Joe Flacco to Denver... And then Denver is going to give up a fourth round pick for Joe Flack, Joe Cool. So, Chase, what are your initial thoughts about this trade? Because I'm I'm, confused, I'm pretty perplexed, man. I'm confused because Joe Flacco, like, was unwilling to stay to train to train a prospect in Lamar Jackson. Like, and then there's reports coming out that Denver's going to go prospect quarterback in this draft. So, like, I don't get what they think is going to change from when he was in Baltimore in Denver. Scenery, maybe the height, the the uh, air. Feel like his mind or something. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's the weed. Yeah, maybe Joe Pool's in, into smoking weed. Um, yeah, I honestly don't get it at all. Because here's the thing. I, I, I've given some thought to this. Not given some thought. That, well, like, I never was in on uh, John Elway as a general manager. But, like, now I'm all the way out. Like, I'm... I have no faith in him, yeah. and I just feel like with all the moves that he's made, not even just the quarterback moves, he's trying to hang on to the Super Bowl window defense when, dude, that's passed you by. That's closed. Like, bringing – and no offense to Vic Mangio because I love Vic Mangio, but, like, look where the league's trending. It's trending to younger offensive coaches, right? That's what's winning. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is an anomaly. Like, they're – that's an anomaly. Like, no one else can do what they do. Look at the other successful teams. You had an opportunity to change the identity of your team because it's experienced a, quite a bit of turnover, wouldn't you say? Like they've lost a lot of their pieces on defense that they once had. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's not as it's not like the 2015 defense is what I'm saying. So you could have had that opportunity to change the identity of your team, to trend in that right direction, to tread forward, right? But you're trying to hang on to this defensive conservative team. Because I feel like John Elway does not trust his ability to scout players and and obtain the right kind of talent. So he's just trying to hang on to this one thing that got him successful rather than evolving into what the NFL game is today. And I feel like getting Joe Flacco, a pocket passer who can't move at all, who has a big arm, was the exact thing that I'm talking about. Fits that exact style of play that he wants. And it's like, dude, the league is passing you by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make all oh, that make sense? Like, I just feel I like a- you just went from Case Keenum to just, like I, I don't know it's Joe Flacco. It, it's a lateral movement, yeah, right? Like you're, you're not getting you're, a bad quarterback, or like you're, you've seen the memes where like they're hitting the button. It's like a bad quarterback or a different bad quarterback. Right. It's it's the Spider Man meme, bro. Yeah. Joe Flacco and Case Keenum, Case Keenum. And, and not not from a skill set standpoint, but from where they're going to get you. Yeah. You're probably what Joe Flacco is going to win like what two more games than Case Keenum? Keenum just yeah. Is that worth it? So, I, I here's the thing where I think about Denver is I think their defense will be better because um, Vic Mangio I think will make will make any defense better. Um, the thing is they still have questions at corner. Are you going to bring Bradley Roby back? Probably not. I mean based on the way he played, you need to figure that out because all you have is Chris Harris really, and then you have some pieces on the D line. Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Shelby Harris. You have to bring back Shelby Harris. You have no linebackers, right? So, like, this defense is not – the reason I'm talking about this is this defense is not one that's ready to win now like it has been in the past. Wouldn't you agree with that, Chase? Yeah, for sure. Uh, they were old. It's too many holes. The, yeah, they were – not even right. – they were old at the time when they were winning, so. Right. I mean. And and then offensive line – your offensive line, which you, is important when you have a pocket passer who can't really move. You brought in Mike Munchek, who's arguably the best offensive line coach in the league from Pittsburgh. So that's an awesome move. Um, you seem to be settled at left tackle with Garrett Bowles. He's taking steps forward, at least from what I've heard. I haven't really seen him lately. 
Um, and then Ronald Leary, former Cowboy great, you, got, you still got, who I heard might be a cab casualty. And then you have to re-sign Matt Paradis. And then the right side of your offensive line is completely the unknown. Like, you, you don't know yeah, what you're doing there. So sure. I think – I don't think they're going to go quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I, I think I, this I just think, I mean, to win now. Yeah, I don't think it happened. Like, John El- I could see – I can definitely see John Elway going quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, like I said, we may be – giving John Elway, like we said in the prior podcast, where we might be giving John Elway way too much credit about the blowing smoke up our ass kind of thing, where he wants people to think he's drafting a quarterback, and he could definitely still draft a quarterback. Like, it's John Elway. So. Yeah, he could, definitely. Um, and, like, I'm not trying to do a comparison, because I think Drew Locke and Flacco are similar in ways, though. So, type, yeah. right, like, if you were going to bring in a quarterback to mentor Drew Locke, if Drew Locke happens to be their guy... That would make sense to bring in Joe Flacco, maybe over Case Keenum. However, you made a very fair point in that Joe Flacco wasn't the easiest to work with when trying to mentor Lamar Jackson. I know the situation's a little different now because you're bringing him in knowing he's not the long-term answer yeah. like he was in, in Baltimore. But Case Keenum, I heard, is like a class act guy, is a pro's pro, prepares like a franchise quarterback, you know what I mean? And, and Jared Goff said he really helped him as a rookie learn how to prepare for games and stuff like that like they're really they're really good friends now i just feel like i've heard teammates question flacco's love for the game like yeah. i just if you were going to go that route question. i don't understand why you'd go that route do you think that they're just doing this to hold off another year for herbert maybe i think to hold off for another year to draft a quarterback yes i don't think they're sold they, they must not be sold on this class especially picking at 10 but then again why wouldn't you just roll out with Case Keenum again, mm-hmm. who's probably going to make you worse? And I know, like, that sucks to be your fan base, but, I mean, dude, John Elway has... Embrace the tank. Embrace the tank right. at that point. Right, and, and John Elway has, seems like he has more autonomy than most GMs because he's so beloved in Denver, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it seems like he can do no wrong. So why wouldn't you embrace the tank, like you're saying? Why wouldn't you do that if the plan was to get a quarterback? Not yeah, I this think, year, I, I think Denver fans would rather have a top pick next year than be nine wins with Joe Flacco. Smart fans would. Smart yeah. fans would. Nine, but some are just so impatient. Nine, it's yeah, like nine nine wins with Joe Flacco. Maybe not even. Seven, eight wins with Joe yeah. Flacco put you in a, the 12th, 13th spot where you're definitely not getting Tua or Justin Herbert at that point. Right. And again, look at your team. You have holes, right, on the offensive line, in your secondary, at linebacker. Does Joe Flacco, the adding Joe Flacco, and, and obviously you're going to make more moves in the, in, in the offseason – and free agency, I understand that in the draft. But does adding Joe Flacco make you better than Kansas City or LA? No, like, Oakland, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, like, right, like you're probably on the same you're ground same level as Oakland, Oakland right, right now. Right. Yeah, like, Oakland I, honestly after this draft will be might honestly be better than Denver at that point, like as a whole team. Depends. I mean, obviously, I know we're like rushing into things because the off season hasn't happened. I just like from it's just a, a team, weird move. I just feel right. like that nobody really understands why. Like, I don't understand why. And they pulled that trigger so fast. Like, they were waiting for this to happen. Right. I, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And from a financial standpoint, that's what's really puzzling because you are still you still have to owe Case Cam $10 million regardless. Whatever you do, if you cut him or – well, if you keep him, you have to owe him $21 million. But if you cut him, you still owe him 10 So Joe Flacco's owed $18 million, and, and none of that's guaranteed. So you – Potentially, if you wanted to, you could cut him and, and yeah. be free from him. But they're not going to do that. They Weren't just the trade. Ravens going to cut him anyway? Um, they were saying they were probably going to look to trade him, yeah. and then if they couldn't find a partner, they'd cut him. Yeah, that's what I think is. Why not wait? Like as the Broncos, why not just wait that out? Because right. I don't and think now, the Ravens are keeping. Like no matter what, I don't think Ravens are keeping Joe Flacco if they no, can't find a trade. They weren't going to pay him eighteen. So why, yeah, so why not just wait it out? Right, Until they find out and now they can't do that with Case Keenum because they know every team knows they're going to have to. Cut. And, and not saying Case Keenum will be highly sought after. I'm just saying they can't trade Case Keenum because they know that every team knows that they have to cut him. Because yeah. if you keep them both, That's you're paying forty one million dollars to both of those quarterbacks, two, two which is ridiculous. Yeah. Right, and even if you cut Keenum, you're paying Keenum ten million dollars regardless because yeah. you have to based on his contract. So basically, you're paying. Because Joe Flacco's contract is $18 million. You're paying $28 million to, for Joe Flacco to be your starting quarterback is what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's some weird stuff going on. It just – the move does not make sense to me. I just think that John Elway is way in over his head. And he, has um, been, and he definitely has been for, for years. For years, right. Like, 
hit one that's time just, in the draft and you give him way too much credit. Hit, hit one hit once in uh with Peyton Manning, who that was such a hard evaluation to bring in Peyton Manning. Yeah, right. But yeah, um speaking of quarterbacks in this year's draft, Bucky Brooks has released his top five for each position, and we thought it'd be a good idea to look over what his thoughts are, Bucky Brooks, because he's probably one of the bigger draft analysts out there, and compare him with our thoughts and where we stand on some of the prospects he's higher on or if he's lower on, vice versa, you know, and just kind of go through there. So when looking at Bucky Brooks' top five quarterbacks, he has Dwayne Haskins at number one. We can just start off with Dwayne Haskins, Chase. What are your overall thoughts on Dwayne Haskins? How good do you think he could be? So Dwayne Haskins, um... I think he potentially could be the best quarterback out of this draft, for sure. Um, I think he doesn't have as much as potential as uh, some of the other quarterbacks in this draft, where we know what we're going to get out of Dwayne Haskins, for sure. Mm-hmm. Big arm, pocket passer. Um, do I think he's a fran- He's going to change a franchise? No. I don't think he's a franchise changer. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's the safest quarterback yeah. out of this group. Um, I think he can be a quality starter in the NFL, especially in a, like a West Coast offense, some quick rhythm stuff. Um, my biggest thing with – I know he's like not mobile or whatever, and that's fine. That's not even my biggest concern with Haskins. My biggest concern is his vertical accuracy. I think that a lot of the times he is just all over the place with placing the ball down the field. It's not even like a consistent thing. It's like he'll overthrow receivers or underthrow receivers. He'll throw it out of bounds like, or he'll throw it on the money. Like it, it's so inconsistent, and he knows that too. Like he doesn't – he'll not throw – he'll not make throws down the field because like he doesn't trust his, his, ver- yeah. like his arm vertically. Like, and that scares me because if that doesn't get cleaned up, and I think a lot of it is – not a lot of it. Some of it's through his mechanics. Sometimes they get a, just a little wacky. Um, but if he doesn't ever, if he's not ever able to clean that up, he's limited as a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like he's basically who's a, who, I'm trying to think of a good quarterback that he can't really throw down the field. One will come to my mind, but my comp for him was Sam Bradford. Like mm-hmm. both um, pocket quarterbacks, kind of, and they can't really evade pressure. Um, I still like him, though. I mean, I have a third-round grade on him, which is like a capable starter grade. Um, and I think if he does end up fixing that vertical accuracy, um, I think he's very good mentally reading defenses. Cam um, Newton, I feel like. I, he's just not mobile. He's not mobile. No, I like, meant like arm arm strength. Not, I'm not comparing that. I'm talking about – I don't even know if like – he has a good arm, but like – You're saying the accuracy, and that's that, – I think that's Cam Newton to a T. Cam Newton like, can't – you know what I'm saying? He can't really control it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's really accurate, short, and intermediate, though. Like, yeah. I think I with like timing routes and stuff up. like that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I got you're you. Comparing I think him to somebody with his deep throw accuracy, I definitely think Cam Newton is somebody. To... Yeah, I got you. Um, Not I think, game, but right, 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 right. Um, I think too, like his vertical accuracy could be fixable if he he changes his mechanics with ver- vertical throws. Like he tries to like loft it. Like he tries to loft his motion. If that makes sense, he tries to like elongate it where it's like a slow step in so he can just try to put touch on it yeah. where it's like, no, just keep your, keep your mechanics consistent and that'd probably help your accuracy well, out. More. He also came from a school that doesn't really produce quarterbacks too often. Right. And it's put NFL the, the, quarterbacks too often. True, true. And the, but the difference is that is he's a completely different type of quarterback than any they've ever had. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's well, a Cardell pure Jones, pocket maybe. passer. Yeah, but even Cardell could move, and I think Cardell had a rocket of an arm. Haskins has a nice arm. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's elite by any means. Um, but, no, yeah, I, I, I think you put it in a really good thing. I think he could be a capable, or really good point. I think he could be a capable starter that can manage a team with good pieces around it. He could be um, Joe Flacco. Mate, yeah, um, I, I, he's not as much of a gunslinger as Joe Flacco. No, I know. I meant like – French, like he, if you could put him into a good team, he can lead I got you. to the playoffs, even if like potentially a playoff run. Right, right, and then um, yeah, like I think mentally, there's not a lot of questions I have with him. Like I think he goes through progressions, sees defenses really well. Like, I, and I think he's actually pretty good under pressure, even though he can't really avoid it. Um, but yeah, I I like Haskins um a decent amount. I'm not probably as high at him. Yeah, I don't have him one. I don't think I have him one though. Right. Let's talk about who we both think will be our number one quarterbacks. I mean, things can change. 
Um, I thought Haskins would be my number one. I re I watched him a good bit. Um, I rewatched some of his stuff, um, and I just I kind of ignored his vertical accuracy at first, but um, yeah, it really stood out to me watching him again. <laughs> but um, Kyler Murray is. Rookie Brooks quarterback number two, which he'll probably end up being both of our quarterback number ones. Yeah. What What do you like Kool-Aid. about Kyler Murray? We're definitely sipping the Kool Aid. Um, yeah. He just he fits today's NFL as a quarterback for sure. Agreed. Uh, he he's more of a I think it, he definitely is more of a project than Dwayne Haskins is. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you can get him with the right system, right players around him, he could definitely be an elite quarterback, close to elite quarterback in the NFL for sure. Yeah, I think his tools are better than Haskins, and you're not going to hear that a lot of other places. I think he has a better arm strength-wise and accuracy-wise. Um, I think he's more willing to take shots on the field. He's more of the gunslinger. He's a game Haskins player. is more of the game manager, yeah. With that being said, he makes some bad decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, he will just flat-out read the defense wrong, throw it into double coverage. Like, he, he takes chances for sure. He's not the only Oklahoma quarterback we've seen do be like that, though, for sure. yeah. But I mean, Baker Baker processed the game way faster yeah. than he did. I feel like. Well, um, yeah, Baker was definitely way ahead of what yeah. Kyler is right now. But like Baker, even though Baker had a lot of like designated read stuff that um, Lincoln Riley did for him, he wasn't as reliant as Kyler Murray is on on that type of stuff. Where it's like the read is is there for them to make. It's designated like because they do such a good job of scheming people open. Um, but Kyler Murray can go through progressions. That's I thought he wouldn't be able to going into his film, but he does scan the field. The thing is, the problem I have with his process of doing so, it's not like it's not like a smooth process. It's like he'll like lock on a receiver or whatever, look to the next one and like wait for them to uncover versus like reading a defense to see who's going to come open. If that makes sense, yeah, it's like a backyard football type of style well, he likes to play. Yeah, there's also like a lot of things happened last year to him where he lost a lot of weapons. Like I think like like. Three of it was like two or three of his receivers went down last year, where kind of hurt him a lot too. So a lot yeah, of, like his if you look at if his what's it called his um passer rating and completion percentage is really misleading because they actually a lot of receivers dropped a lot of balls for him too last year. Yeah, and I mean it's 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 hard to look at Big Twelve Big Twelve quarterbacks completion percentage because they run. On, spread and with just a ton of screens and stuff like that so it's like easy layup throws but um that's why they're all like in the 70s but no i I like kyler i think like jay said he's a project um i think in some ways you're gonna have to live with some of the mistakes he makes and i don't even think his height is much of a factor i think it's gonna be his weight because durability has to be concerned you know like wouldn't you agree you also gotta think about it that way though is this man was playing two sports so, like, he's not going through off-season workouts and, you know what I'm saying? So, he's really True. going from football to baseball, football to baseball, which is yeah. it's also definitely going to hurt him when it comes to size. So Right. Maybe he can put on some more weight, but it's like he's a running quarterback. Who slides? Who gives himself up? That's that's yeah. that's awesome, right? He's not like Lamar Jackson who runs into people on purpose. Um, but, yeah, that has to be a concern. Um, I just – I like I like Kyler, but I don't think he's he'd probably be my quarterback for if we're comparing him to last year's class. Over uh, over just Lamar then. Over Josh Allen, I think I'd have him over too. I think he oh, processes the no. game. Oh, I think he processes no. the game better than Josh did. Oh hell no! But Josh's tools, I mean, yeah. he's Kyler has really good tools though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Kyler has really good tools too. Yeah. Um, Moving on to his okay, we'll just finish up. We'll just round. We'll just talk about his last three: um, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Ryan Finley are Ryan his last Finley. couple of guys. Yeah, Ryan Finley, uh, NC State, great. Um, why don't we just talk about Drew Locke and Daniel Jones? Because those are the only guys getting first round consideration. We'll just wrap this up with Ryan Finley uh, real fast. He's a career backup type where he can like manage games, but he's limited in terms of his arm talent. He can't make all the throws. He doesn't have a strong enough arm. He's really panicky under pressure. Um, he He's a perfect ideal backup. He can read defenses and make the layup throws when everything is working out for him. You know what I mean? Like first reads open, West Coast stuff, you know. Who, this but, is Finley you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's really nothing major to get into. He's nothing to write home about at all. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, 
that's not this isn't i'm don't uh going off the ryan finley page because i think we've already talked about ryan finley too mm-hmm. much um I, like i don't get it man i'm reading what bookie brooks said about daniel jones and i don't i don't see it he says he checks off all the boxes as a qb1 what boxes I, what boxes just, is he checking off i mean yeah he might be athletic like uh, that's all i really he's instinct. like he is above average athletic but like dude yeah. he's not like he's not even mitch He's not even on Mitch's level, and Mitch is a really good athlete. But like, Josh Allen is more athletic than this fucking guy. Right? Yeah. Okay. That Josh Allen is another perfect example. When you're talking about athleticism for a quarterback as a trump card, as a um, not an elite trait, as one of their traits that they can hang their hats on, you're probably closer to be a a Trubisky type uh, athlete, a Josh Allen type athlete, athlete. Daniel Jones is not that at all. Like, he can move a little bit. Like, he can run in a straight line. He's probably closer to Blake Bortles' athleticism with that. I I can see that for sure. Yeah. So, I don't understand, like, why people talk about that. That's what people love about him a lot. And, like, I don't get it. Because he he has a bad arm. Let's talk about that. He has a bad arm. He has an average arm. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not not great. Like, it's, it's more bad than good. Um, I think he can get the ball to all the levels of the field, but he doesn't put any zip on it. Like he doesn't. He he lollipops a lot of throws. And we're being inaccurate. Yeah, he's, very, he's inaccurate. Yeah, he's inaccurate. Yeah, he can make all the layups. Fifty-five percent, right? Completion percentage at Duke. I just don't. He he. I just don't understand it at all. Here's the thing with Daniel Jones, or here's the thing with quarterbacks. Why? Two things I look at, like how well you're good at playing football, how well, are, which means like how good are you at reading defenses, how good are you at processing the game at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. So a guy like Kirk Cousins is really good at that, even though he has average traits, he has average physical ability, he's good at, he can take what defenses give him and he can see it quickly, right? Daniel Jones doesn't really have great tools or isn't very good at football. So I don't see – no offense to him. I'm just saying I don't see the attraction at all. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. He didn't really play that great of competition besides maybe Clemson. Like I don't, I don't and know. And he's bad. He was in that ba- yeah, like he's bad. Yeah. Like this guy has bad stats. Like there's not yeah. like – he's not like Jared Goff where he, was bad he had films. bad stats in college because he was at a bad school. No, he has bad stats because he's a he's not a good quarterback. Yeah. Like, um, he he is bad film too. Like he's yeah. super reliant on like half read, half field reads, one read type of stuff. Quick passing game. He predetermines his shots down the field. Like he doesn't manipulate defenders with his eyes. He threw three interceptions in seven on seven practice at the Senior Bowl, where you're basically throwing with no pressure. Like, yeah, I, I mean, like I think he's gonna be one of those quarterbacks. Like. I'm trying to think who was one last year Mason when they were getting a lot of hype. Or um, Davis Webb two years ago where like people were like, oh, he's like a first-rounder. I think and they're just going to slip. Like They're just going to go in the fourth round. And like draft analysts are like, yeah, it's su- so surprised Daniel Jones is still on the board. Like, well, no, you shouldn't be. Like, yeah. He's just not very good. Um, Kyle Luetta maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kyle Luetta is a perfect example, yes. Yeah. Um, um, as for Drew Locke, um, I like Drew Locke. Um, I thought he finished the year strong. I thought he in at the Senior Bowl he was very deliberate in the things that he had to improve, yeah. um, like his footwork, his mechanics. Um, stop making all those off-platform throws when you don't have to. Um, working on stuff like yeah. with his accuracy and stuff like that. Um, I, I just like think that, yeah, yeah, I like him too. But if we're talking a top ten pick, I cannot oh, get on board no, with no, that. No. I think that also Drew Locke, his team really didn't do him any favors last year either. His receivers dropped a ton of passes. They not let Nas down a lot. So yeah, um, he, I think he's he's like he's the he's QB three by a, a, a mar I think by a margin could never be my QB three because my QB threes continue to be getting slandered. Oh, but this guy, um, we'll talk about him for another day. But uh, you know, I I like Drew. The thing that's gonna be really appealing with Drew is his physical talent, right? His He's probably got the strongest arm. Well, Tyree Jackson might have the strongest arm in the class. He probably has the second strongest arm in the class. Um, he can put zip on the ball like it's nobody's business. It just comes supernatural to him. He's a natural thrower of the ball. Can make all throws, all the throws at any level of the field. Um, make some crazy touch throws too that like really make you say, "Wow." The thing with him is he's really shaky under pressure, um, and he can sometimes get caught processing. 
at a slow pace and just like hold on to the ball and then if pressure's coming he'll just put it in harm's way like he's gonna have to fix that iron that out be, be more comfortable of staying in the pocket when things get crowded when things get messy how good can you be that's what is the difference from franchise quarterbacks and not franchise quarterbacks yeah yeah uh I'm not really a fan of any quarterbacks really in this draft for my team. But. I think with Drew Locke, there's upside. He's not the – if you could get – if you could get the best out of him, he could be a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Give him a couple of years under a good, another quarterback then. Right. I, yeah, he's not ready to play for sure. Um, let's go to running backs. Sorry, the quarterbacks probably be the longest one to really get into because there's so much to talk about. Um, so – We'll just, we'll just talk about our all five. We'll just name all five he's got. So he's got Josh Jacobs, number one. That's both of me and Chase's number one yeah, running back. Um, yeah, I mean, he just complete. He can do it all. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. Awesome contact balance. Burst. Um, can pass protect like a dude. He's the best pass protecting back in this class. It's unbelievable. He will, like, he takes it personally. Like, if a defender comes towards his quarterback, he takes it personally. Like, he will go. He takes it personally when his, somebody comes near him. So right, he will go out of his way to hit you. Yeah. Like he's awesome. You've seen it um, against what was it? I think Georgia or was it Clemson when he fucking was running dude, into the had, end zone and just yes. blew that blue dude over. Like he's disrespectful. He, he's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and he can catch the ball too. He can run vertical routes, catch the ball. Like he, I, there's a rep against Mississippi State or not Mississippi State, maybe it's Auburn where like he literally mosses someone. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's, he's awesome. really good, man. Yeah. Um, and if Devin's, it's three years ago, I think he definitely goes top five. Yeah. Like if we're I can't talk- take I can't take running backs in the first round anymore, dude. I'm yeah. I'm out. I'm saying I'm like at. literally, if you're talking three years ago, even two years ago, he's going top five. Yeah. But, if Rashad Penny goes in the first round, Josh Jacobs sure as hell belongs. Not in the yet. First. There's no chance he doesn't. Yeah. No. Um, Devin Singletary. I liked. I've told Chase for a while. I like Devin Singletary a lot. Um. At number two, that's a little rich for me. Yeah, I don't I, like that. Yeah. Um, I don't like a scat back at number two. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Um, Devin Singletary is currently running back nine for me. Yeah. Um, I think I like a lot a lot what he does. I, I think he's really shifty. Like Jay said, he's a scat back. He knows how to make you miss. He's unreal change of direction ability. I just think the consistency with vision and his burst is lacking. Um, if he can clean up his vision, I like him. I'm definitely would be higher on him. Yeah. Um, I just think that like he gets try to get he tries to get too creative and like bust things outside where it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like takes it's negative games. Not gonna work like that. NFL at all. Right. Yeah. Um, but I like him as a pass catching back, and I think he has the potential to be a good pass protector. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like Devin Singletary a, a, a good bit. Um, Damian Harris, I just think he's like the C.J. Anderson of the class. Like you just know what you're gonna get. Like a solid dude who can run in between the tackles. Not gonna create much on his own. Has good burst. Has good contact balance. But yeah. other than that, I don't have Damian. I don't have Damian Harris at top five in my. He is. I think I have six or seven. I like I think literally he's the only position I think I've, I ranked was running back so far on my own. He's eight for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him. I like he's just not. Maybe he might no, hit me. I don't. I, it's not like I don't like yeah, him. Yeah, I'm saying like I this is a pretty stacked line. Like I'm not saying stack stack, but this is a pretty good running back draft. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of running backs like him in other, in a bunch of classes. Like he's like the round three, like yeah, early, he's like Drake late Cohen. I mean, he's like I mean like draft wise, like he's where you can get him yeah. late. My my comp to him was C.J. Anderson. So like I think like if you just if you envision oh, no, yeah. what C.J. Anderson does, Cohen. I was, I was yeah, just, I'm an idiot. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him at all. I don't like, I don't like him. I don't. He like doesn't him fit today's like, NFL to me. Like, yeah, he's that's too. He can pass protect, but like he doesn't offer you as much as a receiver. Like no. I like, dude. It, I really like. I mean, we're gonna talk about him in a minute, but go ahead. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. So like, he's basically like your every every back that you can find in, in draft classes. What are you gonna talk about, Demo? Yeah, Dave like Montgomery. Dave Montgomery a lot. Dave Montgomery's RB three. Yeah. I like Dave Montgomery a good bit as well. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery could be RB two when it's all said and done. I have Rodney Anderson as my my RB two, but like obviously the red flags with injury, so you That's never know. Crazy. But me and this boy Tom got the same top three running backs. Dude, David Montgomery's contact balance is some of the best I've ever seen. It's 
truly elite. He's the weirdest running back to watch because, like, outside in space, he's extremely dynamic. Like, unbelievably dynamic where, like, he can make you miss. He can run you over. And, like, and he only needs, like, two yards to get ahead of steam. And he'll run you over. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And that's another uh, trait that can translate just to space. I really like Demo, but his vision issues scare me a little bit. Um, especially in the Big 12 where it's all about finding space. Um, and then I don't know how much of an athlete he is. I don't know about his burst. I know he doesn't offer much for long speed. It's really going to be that like 5- to 10-yard window, how explosive he is through that is what I'm looking to see. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Well, I think he's yeah. probably one of the best running backs in this. He translates so well to today's NFL because he can do so much. Yeah. Like even if even if he doesn't end up cleaning up any of his vision issues with running in between the tackles, you know he could be a change of pace type of running back because he can catch the ball well, he can pass protect, he's dynamic in space. Um, and then Bryce Love, uh, fuck no I mean, baby. Yeah, like I think Bookie Brooks is just doing this so people don't forget about him. Yeah, um, I like Justice Hill more than I like Bryce Hill. Bryce Love. Yeah, Bryce Love. Uh, if we're just like talking rankings again, Bryce Love is running back fifteen for me. Um. And that's not even – oh, well, the durability um, concerns are factored into how I grade them out. But um, I just think he's a one-cut runner um, who can who can make you miss. He has some quick feet. Um, I just think that with his style of running where it's straight line, like takes what the defense gives in, in some ways, um, it's more of like a power running style almost. Um, it's not like he's trying to run through you, but he's not super shifty is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know and, if I have a five. I don't know if you're gonna like it. Who? Daryl Henderson. I have Daryl Henderson at four. So okay, there you go. I'm a tad, I'm a tad <laughs> higher on him than you. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that like with the injuries, with his size, that scares me, man. If you're gonna be just a straight line runner, that like who is best in power concepts? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't that scare you? Um, yeah. But uh, moving on to we, – we, we, can, we can move on to wide receivers. Um, he has – I'll just name his top five real fast, Bucky Brooks. He has Marquise Brown, DK Metcalf, Enkeel Harry, A.J. Brown, and Riley Ridley. So I, I have not graded the receivers out formally yet. Like I haven't actually done each of their evals, each of the big-name guys' evals. But I can tell you right now, Marquise Brown will not be my wide receiver one. And that's nothing against Marquise Brown. I think DK Metcalf is by far the best receiver in the class. He has all the physical traits, can beat press coverage with, with his releases. Um, his route tree might be limited because um, we've talked about this before. Ole Miss runs a wacky offense. Um, but he has all the traits to expand that route tree. He's awesome vertically. He's awesome at the catch point. Um, he's awesome after the catch. He really is the most complete receiver in this class. I don't know why people are overlooking him, um, like draft analysts are overlooking him. I don't know how you can put Marquise Brown above DK Metcalf. I just I don't understand that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. DK Metcalf is easy. Is number one. Like, yeah, I was just talking about like he's the most complete receiver and like just you don't even have to know much about football and just watch him compared to the rest of the receivers in this class. It's like. Not close. Like he's in a tier yeah. of his own. To he's me, he's the best. I, he's the best receiver in two years. Yeah, absolutely. He who was he might be in three. Uh, Corey Davis. He's better than no. He's, he's, he's going to be better years. than Corey yeah. Davis. Yeah, I, I I'm confident in saying that. Um, again, uh, we didn't. Talk, I didn't talk about the the picture of him being swole. He might have to move to tight end for when he's looking like I. I, I don't like know. Megatron. Like, like he literally like, looks not like, like the Hulk. Not like Megatron. Like Kevin Johnson looks like fucking uh, Megatron. He looks like actual Megatron from. He's so swole. Yeah, that's not a receiver. Come on. Yeah, he I'm might have to, to meet lose him at the weight. Line. Yeah, he might have. Dude, he's gonna toss you. But like, yeah. he might have to lose weight. Um, but yeah, so DK Metcalf is both of our most people's wide receiver one. Honestly, I don't. Everybody but Bucky Brooks. NFL Networks does not. Showed him any love. And honestly, the only other person that I can see being in my top five that I know would be in my top five would be Riley Ridley. I don't know if Enkeel Harry, A.J. Brown, or Marquise Brown will be in my top five. I haven't watched them formally yet. I've seen them from last year, 
Um, I've seen Riley Ridley and DK Metcalf a lot this year. I haven't seen the other three. I can tell you right now, AJ Brown will not be in my top five. Other than Riley Ridley, dude, like I can name receivers I like more, like Debo. I like Kelvin. Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon better. Yeah. Um. And then maybe Marquise Brown and AJ, or maybe Marquise Brown and Nikhil Harry could fit in from there at that that next spot. Um. We'll have to see. I like Demarcus Lodge. I was about to say I like Demarcus Lodge a lot, man. I I like him more than AJ Brown. Why are they disrespected him? Dude. The NFL, they didn't invite him to the Senior Bowl. Like, he was really good receiver. Like, he, yeah. dude, he dusted Christian Fulton on uh, LSU. He was like a really good corner. Yeah, I like him. I don't know if he'll be in my top five, but no, I like him too. I like him better than these these guys in his top five. Yeah. Marquise Brown is, I, I from what I've seen, he looked better than he did in this, um, in last year, or two years ago. Um, so, I, 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 I'm, I have high hopes for him. I think yeah, he, he's not just a speed receiver from what I've seen. I just don't get it, man. Like, if we can see it, and these guys have inside access. I think the thing is people are just going to value Marquise Brown's speed. They think, which they should. I mean, like, that that's fine. Like, you can't teach speed. But, like, at the end of the day, like, how many times are you going to beat defenses vertically? versus doing all the other stuff on a consistent basis. That's why DK Metcalf would be like DK Metcalf can beat you in so many different ways. As in Marquise Brown is probably better as a vertical threat, as a get the ball in space type of guy. I know he can do other stuff, but that's not his forte, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah. Um and Nikhil Harry scares the hell out of me. I, I don't know I, I I just think You loved him get, in the beginning of the year. You I did, him. I love I thought he'd get better because his natural ability is clearly evident. Like he makes contested catches. He can like, he catches the ball over your head. He's dynamic after the catch. He doesn't separate though. He doesn't yeah. separate. He doesn't know how to run routes yet. There's been a pretty like easy trend with wide receivers. Like if you have question marks with these receivers and like, usually they kind of pan out. Like they usually come to fruition when they get drafted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the guy that you most, most people, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this guy. I'm just saying a receiver, mostly. Like, usually they, they don't really ever work out too well. Hey, I heard a really good comp for Nikhil Harry, La- Laquan Treadwell. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. That actually makes some sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not trying to put that. If Nikhil, here's my big thing. I'm, I'm writing an article about this, actually, too. If Nikhil Harry doesn't test well, I'm out. I'm out on him. I think you have to have the traits, given that you don't have the nuance of running routes yet and separating. If he has the elite traits, that I can buy in. I could buy into like a second round pick. I'm cool. Like, yeah, that's cool. But if you run slow, if you're like in the four, the high four sixes, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not. I don't really trust these receivers that aren't great technically anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I even like, and then look at like Cooper Cup, who's not a good athlete. He knew how to separate. He knew how to run yeah, routes. If, you're, if you if you're technically sound in the NFL, like I think you can definitely be. Um, I'm surprised he didn't have. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't have Calvin Harmon in this. He's in. He's a North Carolina guy, so mm-hmm. that's weird. Tight end class. This is an awesome tight end class. I like the tight end class a lot. Um. The biggest surprise here, so he has T.J. Hawkinson, which is basically a lot of people's number one um, Iowa tight end who can do it all, like your inline tight end who can do it all. Um, Noah Fant, also an Iowa tight end, is usually either one or two, and Bucky Brooks has him at three and has Irv Smith, Alabama's tight end, at two. I don't necessarily hate the move. I just think Noah Fant's ceiling is higher than Irv Smith. I think Noah Fant is the, an elite athlete. Yeah, I, I mean, I want I want to see why you don't like. I, I don't like. Right. You can't just. I think they're both in the right. Yeah, I think they're both do the same like things. I think they do the same things with like blocking and everything. Like they're both adequate blockers and they're never going to thrive there. But Noah Fant can go up and get get the ball in fifty fifty situations. He can be aggressive at the catch point. That's the one thing I've never seen Irv Smith do. I've I've seen Noah Fan and Irv Smith. They both win usually with separating, but Noah Fan can it can be a target in the red zone. I have yeah. not seen Irv Smith be that. Um Isaac Nada, have you seen any of him Chase? No, uh but I d I don't like I don't know. I've never even heard of him, if I'm being totally honest with you, so he's pretty decent. Um he's a blocker who is he's more of like a Adam Shaheen type, but he's better. Um he can. He's more of like a, a jump ball contested catch guy, 
or like or like a move the chains guy yeah. who's not going to really separate but he can like be physical and get open with like little pushes and nuances like that and he's a heck of a blocker. My favorite tight end out of this draft is Dax Raymond. Those Cowboys um need to draft this boy. The, isn't he from uh, Utah State? Utah State, yeah. He's, yeah, I haven't seen any of him. Um, he's more but of a like, receiver type, and that's what I yeah. think the Cowboys need a guy who can stretch the field. But... Have you seen any of Jay Sternberger? No. He's the fun, Texas dude. A&M guy? Watch him. He's fun. He's fun. Uh, he's another receiver who's not going to really offer you much from a blocking, blocking standpoint. But we don't yeah. really need that. Yeah, right. He, he's, he's fun. I like him as a fit for the Cowboys. LSA right. Mac. Notre Dame, great. Next. Um, moving on to offense tackles, we won't spend a lot, whole lot of time here. My biggest issue with this is having Andre Dillard over Cody Ford. That's it. Um, he has he has Juwan Taylor, number one, which I think might be end up being the number one tackle off the board. Jonah Williams, number two. I guess the NFL is viewing Jonah Williams as a guard, so we'll see. Andre Dillard, I, I Andre Dillard improved this year for sure. I watched this tape in the summer. I was like, dude, this guy doesn't look draftable. But, um, no, the tools are definitely there with Dillard. He, he's a really easy mover. He can get deep in his pass sets, lightning quick feet. I just have concerns about his anchor and, like, technical work with his hands. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to get better. And um, I haven't done a full-fledged um, evaluation on him. Like, I've seen a good bit of Cody Ford, Jonah Williams, and Juwan Taylor. I haven't seen much of Andre Dillard, but I know that, from what I've seen, Cody Ford looked a lot better. Cody Ford is probably the best run-blocking offensive lineman in the class. What happened with Risner, Kajust, and Edwards? Like that. So Risner, I guess, is being viewed as a guard as well. Um, I don't know how he has Greg Little over those guys that you just said. Um, I think Kajust might be viewed as a guard as well. David Edwards, I don't know why he's not on there. I like David Edwards. I think Cody Ford, Jonah, and Juwan Taylor are clearly better than David Edwards. But in that next year of tackles, I know I, I completely agree with you. I don't know. Listen, you're stop showing bias for David Edwards, dude. Because he went to DG. Because he's a quarterback. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, going on, we'll, we'll try to move past offensive linemen as, as quick as we can, but I know people don't like hearing about it. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, I like a ton. That's his number one guard yeah. slash center. Um, I think he's the best zone-blocking offensive lineman in this class, the best mover out of the class. He can reach block three techs. He can get to the second level, block linebackers. If you run an outside zone running scheme, man, he's perfect for that. Um, Chase, have you seen any of these other guys besides? I've seen Chris only Bradbury. Yeah, I've I've seen Chris Lindstrom. I have not seen any of Elgin Jenkins, any of Connor McGovern. I haven't even heard much of Connor McGovern. I've heard his name, um, but like I haven't heard any like evaluation standpoints on him. And Mike Jordan, I heard was bad. So yeah, I, don't I didn't really. I've never. I mean, I haven't heard of. Yeah, well, all Michael Jordans are bad. So yeah. Um, moving on next. Uh, I have honestly no problem with his defensive tackle ranking. Some people might. Um, Quentin Williams clearly the best one. Well, post post yesterday. Right. Yeah. True. Quentin Williams uh, clearly the best one. I think he's the best player in the class. I'm pretty chased. Don't you think he's the best player in the class too? I'm not, I don't want to speak for you. Yeah. 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 For sure. He's a mm. animal. Jeffrey Simmons, who unfortunately tore his ACL, is his number two. Who was my number two defensive tackle as well. Um, I had no I have no problem with that if you're just looking based off the tape. Um, and then Christian Wilkins is number three. Ed Oliver is number four. I have that switched. I have Ed Oliver um, at three. I think his traits are better. Christian Wilkins is probably the better player right now. Wouldn't you agree, Chase? Yeah. Sure. Right now, Christian Wilkins is a better player technically, but Ed Oliver's traits are so elite that I couldn't pass on that. Just a mo- yeah. like physically, he's a – he could, yeah. He, he brings a lot more best. to the. He just brings a lot more to the table. Than right. Christian His Wilkins. ceiling is so high. Christian you know Wilkins, what you're getting with Christian. Wilkins. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dexter Lawrence at five. I think he's crazy. I think he's crazy in this defensive tackle class to have Dexter Dexter Lawrence at five. That's wild to me. He is currently for me. I've watched a good bit of defensive tackles too. Um, he is currently DT nine. Yeah, I like Jerry Tillery more than I like. I do too. Um, yeah, I do too. I like Jermont Jones more than I like. Yep. Uh, um, I like Charles Menahue, even though Charles Menahue is getting looked at 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 edge. 
Um, I like Charles and Menehue better than him. If you decided to move into the interior, I like Draymond Jones, like you said, and then Rashawn Gary. Obviously, I like better too. And then Jerry Tillery. If if Rashawn Gary plays interior, do you um, like um Zach Allen or no? Zach Allen is DT ten. Oh no! Oh no! You don't like him. Yeah, he's got a fourth round grade for me. Um, I just think that like he's really polished technically. He plays hard. He's strong. Athletic, athletic, athleticism wise, dude. I just I don't know if he's athletic enough to you know play who, in the league. You know who I think could be a sleeper in this draft? Who? Isaiah Bugs. I watched him and he's the weirdest eval ever. I haven't graded him out because I, I was just like, I don't. I'm not gonna. No one's probably gonna read this evaluation if I do him. Um, but no, I agree with you, Chase. He has some crazy reps with like he looks extremely explosive. Like he just doesn't look like an interior lineman either. Like he looks like. Dude, they a- play him at edge, and it's mind boggles me though. Like he. He looks like a three tech to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He probably could thrive in the NFL as a three technique. Yeah. Um, Renel Wen Ren is super intriguing to me. A guy who is freakishly athletic, um, but man, he just doesn't know what he's doing at all. Someone said this. It was a scout. I forgot. He's like a bull in a china shop. Like he's just looking to wreak havoc and in any way he can. He has no plan. Can't process any type of blocking scheme. He's just but like if you. He reminds me of Blau Nichols, Chase. Yeah. Super athletic dude, had no idea what he's doing. If you could mold him into what Blau Nichols looks like he's going to be, he could be a, a force to be reckoned with. That's the Arizona State guy, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and then Gerald Willis looked awesome against LSU, but honestly that game was an anomaly to me. I, uh, I just He was just way too inconsistent throughout the rest of the year. Your boy Terry um, Beckner, though? He's currently my last rated DT. Um, yeah, Terry. We don't have to talk about Terry. You're doing um, crib bogus. Yeah, uh, yeah, Terry. He's he's not a bad player. It's just injuries really caught up with him. Hmm. Okay, edge rankings. Um, this is probably what's going to be the consensus. Um, my biggest issue with it. So he has Nick Bosa number one. No big deal. Josh Allen number two. Don't have a problem with that. Sean Gary three. Have a problem with that. Cullen Farrell at four, don't really have a problem with that. And Montez Sweat at five. My two biggest issues, Chase, and you probably can relate, no Brian Burns, no Ja'Kai Polite. Yeah, it's weird to me. I just don't know how you can watch Rashawn Gary and think he's a better player currently than either of those two. Well, I don't think I don't know how you can look at Rashawn Gary and rank him as an edge rusher. I guess they're just doing it because he played there. Yeah. I mean, but like... Okay, if he played the there, intuitive. you can't rank him better than these guys. There's no way. Right, you can't. right. You can't. Um, if you're going to rank him to where like his potential is, which he's probably going to be a D-tackle or a three technique at, at the very least, um, then you can't rank him above Brian Burns and Ja'Kai Polite at all. Right. Brian Burns is my second edge rusher. I think he just has a better plan than Josh Allen. Josh Allen definitely has a higher ceiling. Josh Allen could have the highest ceiling out of this entire edge group. Um, he's that good of an athlete. I'm not saying that Josh Allen's not a not, can't doesn't know how to rush the passer because he does. Um, it's just Brian Burns has some of the craziest pass rush counters and pass rush technique at for a college prospect that I've ever seen. Like he's so nuanced in that way. Um, what were you gonna say? Sorry. I just for Josh Allen though, like we need to realize and take a step back to realize that he's a first year pass rusher. Like, he has right. ways to go for sure, and he's still, what, ranked 2, 3, the third? And he had, like seven, he had, like, 16 sacks this That's year, too. That's what I'm too. saying. is like, like, this man was a stand-up linebacker, inside inside linebacker, and then makes the transition to, what's it called, uh, edge rusher, becomes a top prospect. Come on. Yeah. Josh Allen has crazy, crazy tools. Like, yeah. Yeah, his, uh, his get-off and his bend is why he just wins straight up with that sometimes, like, it's pretty remarkable. Like, that's so crazy. This man literally went from almost being like a day three guy to being. I thought he was straight up undraftable. Like really? I've said that before. Like, dude, twenty in twenty seventeen he was awful, and twenty eighteen just looked like a completely different player. Like, yeah, that's just had, nuts, man. How one a position change can change your whole life. Like basically his life. Like, right, and like he had reps of twenty seventeen where he tried to pass rush. He was definitely off the ball more, but like he had no idea what he was doing. He's like, a lot bigger too, though, than he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Josh Allen, I don't have a problem with that, too. Um, Montez Sweat and Rashad Gary are probably my biggest problems because we talked about Rashad Gary. He does not know how to use his hands yet and doesn't really have a consistent 
plan of attack as a pass rusher. And then the bend is pretty concerning. Um, I don't know if he's flexible enough to win on the outside edge track on a consistent level. I don't know how you feel, Chase. For Rashawn Gary? Gary, yeah. I don't like Rashawn Gary as a edge rusher anyway, so. I don't like him as a first-round pick. If well, I'm gonna yeah. be honest, maybe the bottom of the fir- bottom half of the first round, like because if you want to bet on his upside, I don't like him as a top ten pick. Can yeah, I? Yeah, man, I just don't like him. Like I'm just honest with you, man, I don't like him as an edge rusher at all. Like I don't like him at all as an edge rusher. Even even as a defensive tackle, though, like I couldn't even I couldn't even take it no, in yeah. this class. I see him going for defensive tackle. I would draft him twenty one to twenty five range, if that. If right, that. because you're basically teaching him a new position. Like he yeah. he didn't really know how to play the edge, but he did play the edge for just being real right now throughout his entire co- collegiate career. You're basically teaching him a new position when you play him at three tech, even though the his most enticing flashes happened when he was in the interior. Yeah. He's in right against Notre Dame, like oh. right. He liked to out athlete people. That's what he mm-hmm. won on most of the time. Um, was just beating people with speed, and when he was able to do that from the interior, he could do that. When he was trying to bend around the edge, he just wasn't flexible enough. He got pushed around the arc. Um, so, I will. If he tests like a freak at the combine and his agilities are way better than I think he's going to do, then maybe I'll be on board with putting him at edge. But um, yeah, right now I just I think he's best served as a three tech. Um, Montez Sweat, just to round this out, um, was a I guess considered a huge winner at the Senior Bowl. Um, Everything he did at the Senior Bowl didn't really alleviate any of the concerns I had with him. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. My biggest concern with him is can he bend and how explosive is he really? How athletic is he really? I don't think he can bend at a high level at least. He knows how to soften angles with his hands, and and if he can get a a step on you, then yeah, he can soften an angle enough to bend. But I don't see that dip, and I don't see that hip flexion when he's bending. I think it's more of he creates separation with his arms, and he's He's able to bend. He's a big boy. Yeah. Lengthwise, he's like yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of a comparison. I, I thought of one that was a decent one. Um, it's probably like the guys New England likes, who are more run defenders than they are um, really at pass rushers, true natural pass rushers. So yeah, I, I like Montez. I have a second round grade on him, but the top ten hype, I'm, I'm out on that. Um, Moving to linebackers, I'm, I'm currently watching linebackers right now, and right now the top threes, that's what's looking looking like for me, Chase. I don't know how you yeah. stink. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people have – I've seen a lot of people have Mac Wilson too, and I don't see it. Um, I I, I'm going to finish his evaluation tonight, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't speak on it yet fully. But, but I like Devin White and Devin Bush. Yeah, I don't like four and five. I don't even know who he's – like, I don't really – I don't know who five is. Five, I, I've, I've never, no. I heard Trey Lamar is bad. Um, yeah, I don't. I heard he I can't move. Um, there's not a here's uh, Voshan Joseph is a guy with a bunch of athletic upside. I heard he has no idea what he's doing. I haven't watched any of him yet. Um, <laughs> Rain Pratt, I've heard some of the same thing. I heard Kevin Coney. I heard he's as stiff as a rod, man. Which one? Tavon or Drew Tavon Coney. Drew, Drew Tranquil, I heard, is pretty athletic. I just heard, yeah. like... He's a safety uh, converted, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard Tavon Coney is just, like, a pure yeah, thumper. Yeah, he's not good. I, like, I'm a Notre Dame fan, obviously, and I don't think Tavon Coney's good. Like, I didn't think he was good at all. Yeah, Bobby Okerweekway, Bobby Okerweekway, I don't know how to pronounce his name, from Stanford. It's, like, super athletic, just has no idea what he's doing. Um, I like um I like Khalil Hyde from Buffalo. Is bad. I like Khalil Hyde. I haven't seen any of them. He just looks like a freak. Um yeah, I'm so with Devin White, I like I don't think he's a top 10 prospect in this class. He's a I have a second round I have an early second round grade on Devin White. I don't hate it. Um I don't think and there's then, any like game changer linebackers in this draft anyways. I think Devin White can be. I think he can. I just think I don't think he's there. He misses way too many tackles. I like for, um to get he's a first not going to be a He's probably going to be a day three guy for sure. I like Dakota Allen from Texas Tech. I've heard some good things about him. I, I haven't watched any of them. So, um, Yeah, we'll probably – I mean, once the draft unfolds more, we'll, we'll talk more about these guys once we get to see them. We just really haven't been able to see all these guys. Corner, I just finished the top cornerback class. I've watched whoa, all of his. Whoa. Yeah, um, so his is pretty, I feel like, with the consensus as well. Um, Greedy Williams was known as like a, he used like a top five player in the class. Like that's what he's been billed as. Byron Murphy's is two. DeAndre Baker's is three. Trayvon Mullins is four, and Rocky Sins is five. 
Chase, is Greedy Williams CB1? Mm, come on. I'm, I'm taking that as a no. Come on. This is a hide. What's the hide, boy? Byron Murphy hide. Yeah, I, I'm... So, yeah, we're both, but we're both Byron Murphy CB1 guys. Um, actually, surprisingly, a lot of people in the draft, not probably in the mainstream draft, but, like, a lot of draft guys that I trust, I have Byron Murphy CB1 as well. Um, and here's my, my issues with Greedy. I don't know how well he finds the ball over his shoulder. Um, he is a boss. If he can see the ball in front of him and defend underneath routes, he's money, man. He can make plays in the ball all day. Um, but when he has to turn his head and look for the ball in man coverage, he loses track of it a lot of time. And then while he's trying to do that, he gives up separation on the, with routes too. So that's concerning. His effort is concerning. He takes a lot of reps off, and he doesn't like to tackle. Which tells me, like, how invested are you in football? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that all scares me. That, what doesn't that scare you? Yeah. I think he's fine athlete. I think he's. That's I guess he's, weird, man. LSU cornerback afraid to. Yeah, um, it, I think if he does not test well, though, he can be a faller. Drop, 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 drop. Yeah, he can so drop like, down. In my opinion, I think it goes. If I'm taking his, it would go Byron two. I mean, obviously, Greedy Williams would be two. Or Byron was one, Greedy two. Jodger Baker's fine at three. I would take Trayvon Mullen out of the top five. Yeah. And I, I would put, with with no um, bias, I would put Julian Love at five. Ju- okay, so here's my, here'd be my order. I'd have Byron one. I'd have, I think DeAndre Bay, I think Greedy Williams has more upside, and I think he's a better athlete. And I think DeAndre Baker's lack of athleticism will be his undoing. Um, but DeAndre Baker off tape is a better corner, a better complete corner than Greedy Williams is right now. So uh, he'd be my number two. Greedy Williams would be my number three. Um, Trayvon Mullen, like you said, would be off my list. Armani Arwarier from Penn State, Penn State would be my yeah. yeah, and then Julian Love would be my five. Um, I like Rocky Sin. I think he's super raw, but I think he's really athletic. And he can find the ball pretty naturally, even though he doesn't know the best technique to find the ball. He just has natural ball skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's things to like about his press. I thought he couldn't press at all at the Senior Bowl. He can press fine on tape. So I think really with him is going to be he takes so many false steps. Transitioning in and out of flipping his hips, um, mirroring, matching at the line of scrimmage, he takes so many false steps. So if you can really clean up his footwork. He's a player, again, where you have to develop. But the finished product could be a really good one. Do you know who has so, beautiful footwork? Who? Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy has gorgeous footwork. I actually like Julian Love's mirror match ability too a lot. Um, I just don't – Julian Love, my biggest question is how, how athletic is he? He doesn't seem very athletic to me. But um, we'll find that out at the combine. Safeties, this is the last group, is a weird group, man, what? for him. Like, I- I'm surprised. See, I think he might be the only dude who has Jonathan Abram number one. Dude – a lot of NFL Network guys love Jonathan Abram. Here's my – I've seen very little of him, but I've he's flashed a ton watching Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons. He is a wild man. Like he will go up and pop you. Like he mm-hmm. he loves to hit people. He's crazy. Like I just don't know how good of he is in coverage. You know what I mean? Like I, I that worries me. I think he has all the physical traits to be a coverage safety. I just think – Right now, with his ball skills and processing skills, he's limited towards the box. From what I've seen, I haven't done a full eval on him yet. Yeah, well, I'm out on any safety number 38, so. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I heard he, like, loves football and, like, is an awesome leader. So I think that's what really is selling him, too. Dude, Deontay Thompson, man, what the hell happened to him? What happened? Nasir uh, Adderley happened to him. Nasir at not eat like oh Nasir Adderley I think is better but like dude yeah, he I don't just know def- man that was that was like the guy in this race. draft like he was the guy in this draft dude and, like and I've watched Auburn I watched Oklahoma and I watched Clemson right the three games I didn't watch Georgia um, and dude he was bad in every single one of them like straight up did not look athletic like he was falling trying to change directions when like carrying with routes crossing routes. He got just ran past by receivers, like didn't have enough speed to catch up with them. Like I just don't know how athletic he is, man. Yeah. I, 
it, it's 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 nerve wracking. Like that one, remember that one play um, against Clemson with when that corner on Alabama fell down and hurt his Achilles. Yeah, and like, dude, um, I think whoever the Clemson receiver just completely just toasted him, toasted Deontay Thompson. Yeah, I don't I was see like, it oh with my him god anymore. Like, I don't think he. Are I don't think over- he's very are overvaluing Alabama DBs now. Is that what's happening nowadays? No, I don't. I don't think that's it. I think. I think when he had to play against better athletes, he kind of got exposed. I think is what happened. Yeah. Because Auburn, there was I it got the play got called back, but like he was trying to close on someone who it was a reverse play, right? It was a fake reverse play. So he ran with the reverse guy. Someone shot up the middle. The ball carrier shot up the middle. He tried to run back and close. He had a good like ten yards to close, right? It wasn't even that far. And just got torched, like couldn't get there in time. I was like, dude, if you're if you're a single high free safety and you need range, like how, yeah, how much do you have? I just like, don't see it with him. Any, oh, well, I'm not saying I don't see it with him anymore. I just think that there's more athletic. I mean, there's more enticing safeties in this draft than him at this point. Right, and and the thing is too, if he doesn't test well, if he doesn't have this athleticism to be a rangy free safety, where do you put him? You know what I mean? He doesn't have the frame or tackling skills to play in the box. So, like, that's another question you're going to have to, to ask, too. Hold on. Can I say something that's going to surprise you? That Nasir Adderley got past his safety one. Yeah, no, he is safety one no, right now. No, he passed his safety one. Passed. Oh, yeah, I know. Taylor Rapp Jonathan safety, Abram's safety one. No. one is wild. No, I have Taylor Rapp safety one. No way. Yeah, you're lying. I swear. And I love Nasir. Why do you have Taylor Rapp as safety one? He's a monster, dude. I just think he's he's a solid player from what I've seen. I just he just doesn't offer any single high ability, and I think in today's NFL that's so valuable. Yeah, you know who might pass this year, Adelie? For me, I think Chauncey Gardner's very good player. I saw some clips on Twitter, dude. He he's explosive, and like he, I don't think he's played a whole lot of single high free safety, but he has the traits too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Have you seen any of Lucas Dennis? Buggy yeah, I like, I, like, I like him a lot, Lucas Dennis. He's got some ball skills, dude. He cannot tackle whatsoever. He reminds me of Marnie Watts last year, which, like, he will oh, make Marnie some... Marnie Watts is garbage. I mean, Lucas Dennis Did, ain't um, great either. Alohi Gilman declare or no? I don't think so. So he's coming back. I guess that's cool. Yeah. Um, some other names, just to keep an eye out. Um, obviously, I don't know how we didn't have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on here. Um, he must have not watched any of them. Chauncey Gardner is a very good player. Um, from what I haven't done a full evaluation. Do you like Hooker or no? I do. I, I've I've watched him. I like. I think he should be in this group. He will definitely be in my top five if he tests at least decently. I don't think he's that good of an athlete, but as a box safety, he's better than. From what I've seen, he looked better than Taylor Rapp to me. Um, but I like him. Um, Evan Worthington's a really intriguing name, like a guy that's super athletic, and then Malik Gant. I've seen some of too, who is intriguing. Um, but that's really all the prospects we had to break down. So I don't know if you have any party thoughts, Chase, to talk about any other other guys that um, want people to watch. Sleeper wise, that no one's really talking about. Yeah, give one sleeper. One sleeper. Um, give me a position, and I'll I'll pick one. I'll go running back. Running back sleeper. I'll give you one sleeper and one I think overrated. For sure. Benny Snell overrated. Agreed. And yeah, Benny Snell and Mike Weber overrated in my opinion. Mike Weber's just like the most average back ever. He he's like Damian Harris. Like you just know what you're gonna get, but like yeah. not gonna be amazing, but he's gonna be solid. And a sleeper with all the bias in the world. Dexter Williams. Oh my goodness! Oh my. <laughs> no, I think sleeper for sure that nobody really is talking about. I think Justice Hill is going to be pretty good in, in today's NFL. Dude, I I agree. Like I don't know. D- Daniel Jeremiah said he liked him a, a lot, but I don't know why how he did not make the top five. Yeah, I like I Justice Hill better than Damian Harris. He's Bryce, Bryce Love, and he's he's Bryce, he's Bryce Love right. better than Bryce Love. Like yeah, he's better than Bryce Love. Yeah, agreed. Um, what about you? Running back sleeper and running back overrated. Running back sleeper. Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot here, but 
Elijah Holyfield I like. Oh, Elijah Holyfield and Miles Sanders I think are two guys that aren't getting talked enough about. Um, Elijah Holyfield's a really good power back, can lead a rushing attack. I just don't know how much of a receiver he is. Miles Sanders seems like he could be do all three things. He could run, pass protect, catch the ball. I just don't know how athletic he is. That's can my I guess biggest. you're overrated running back? Uh, yeah, go for mind. it. Is he playing the pack? If you think he's overrated, then yeah, he does. Miles Gaskin? Yeah, um, I think he's overrated, and I think, I don't really know, like, Karan Higdon, maybe? I don't think people are really, like, talking them up anymore. I heard, uh, okay, I'll go with Miles Gaskin, because I heard a comp to Philip Lindsay, and that's so off. Like, Phil Blinsey's, like, has an amazing contact balance for his size. It has elite burst. Like, Miles Gaskin. Are we really comparing people to fucking right. Philip Lindsey now? Is that what we're doing? Justice Hill is a closer comp to Philip Lindsey than um, but Miles Dime Gaskin. But Dime a dozen Philip Lindsey, that's what we're doing. We're just going to – a guy comes out of nowhere and we're just going to start comparing him to everybody. Right. People to him. Come like, on. Uh, someone uh, – I, I heard it on a podcast. It's like, yeah, Bryce Law – Miles Gaskin might get uh, drafted now, like because they don't want to miss out on Pac-12 running back like they did with Philip Lindsay. I was like, oh my god, get the fuck out of here. this 2019, he's still doing this, dog. Right. He's still scouting uh, conferences, man. Like, come on, man. Only um, thing you should know about the conferences is that the Pac-12 fucking sucks, except for <laughs> the Washington Stevies. Yeah, go crazy though. Yeah. All right, well that's gonna do it for us today. See you guys later.